Hello, and welcome to Morning Prayer at St. Paul's Lutheran Church in Edison, New Jersey. Today is Tuesday, and this is the fourth week of the Easter season. Today, we will complete our reading of the book of Deuteronomy. I pray that through these readings and reflections, we have all learned to trust God's word a little more deeply and to love God with all our heart, with all our mind, and with all our strength. Please send me a message and let me know how you've grown in faith throughout these past three months. We begin our time of prayer in silence. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall proclaim your praise. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia! Christ is risen indeed. O come, let us worship and praise. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before God's presence with thanksgiving and raise a loud shout to the Lord with psalms. For you, Lord, are a great God and a great ruler above all gods. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. In your hand are the caverns of the earth. The heights of the hills are also yours. The sea is yours, for you made it, and your hands have molded the dry land. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord our Maker. For the Lord is our God, and we are the people of God's pasture and the sheep of God's hand. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Long ago, God spoke to our ancestors in many and various ways by the prophets, but in these last days God has spoken to us by a son. A reading from Deuteronomy chapter 34, beginning this morning at verse 9. Joshua, son of Nun, was full of the spirit of wisdom because Moses had laid his hands on him, and the Israelites obeyed him, doing as the Lord commanded Moses. Never since has there arisen a prophet in Israel like Moses, whom the Lord knew face to face. He was unequaled for all the signs and wonders that the Lord had sent him to perform in the land of Egypt, against Pharaoh and all his servants and his entire land, and for all the mighty deeds and for all the terrifying displays of power that Moses performed in the sight of all Israel. Moses lays his hand on Joshua, and the Spirit of the Lord that had filled Moses now fills Joshua, equipping and empowering him for the work that he will do. There were certain times in our life when a pastor or a bishop or a priest may lay their hands on a person and pray that that person would be filled with the Holy Spirit, so that they might have a share in this work that God has done and that They might do that work that God has called them to do in a way that has been empowered, that comes straight from God. The first is at baptism. After being baptized into the name of the triune God, and as part now of this new life in God's covenant promises, in Christ's death and resurrection, the pastor lays his hands and prays that the Holy Spirit would be poured out on this newly baptized member to empower this person to grow into faith and love for God and love for their neighbor and to live out their calling then as God's child in the world. Our vocation, our calling, 
is to live by faith and to love the Lord our God with all our heart, with all our soul, with all our mind, and also by observing all that God has commanded to love our neighbor as ourselves. That means that we live in faith and in love as a fully human being, created in the image of God. It is the Spirit that equips us for this ministry to God and to our neighbor. The second time when someone might lay their hands on someone else uh, and pray for the Holy Spirit is at a confirmation, when we are once again renewed in the covenant of baptism. Confirmation, we might look at, or affirmation of baptism, is kind of like the Deuteronomy of, of baptism. It is the, the, the renewal of that covenant, the reviving of that covenant, the, uh, the, the, the passing on of that covenant. Uh, as we move forward into our life. And, and the third time, of course, when is when we might be ordained or commissioned to a specific kind of ministry, maybe ordained to the ministry of pastor or priest or deacon or, or some other leadership role within the community. Here, our general calling is to live for Christ. And, and beyond that, then, it is given a specific focus and purpose for this job at hand. But it is all the same spirit that moves and works through us. And we can see something happening here in Deuteronomy. All of Israel has been called to live by faith in the Lord, to love God with all their heart, with all their soul, with all their might, and to love their neighbor by living out the promise and the words of this covenant. But Moses and Aaron, however, have been filled with the Holy Spirit and called to a special purpose. Aaron and the Levites to serve as priests, Moses, and, and then the 70 elders, and, and then finally Joshua to serve as leaders and judges and intercessors for the sake of the people. But as St. Paul will later point out to the church in Corinth, it is the same Spirit of the Lord that is at work in all. Each has a gift, each has a calling but all are empowered and equipped by that one Holy Spirit. And in that, we are unified. But even though the Spirit fills Joshua, and he has the respect and allegiance of all of the people, they obey him and they do just as they've done with Moses, he is not like Moses in one way. Moses knows the Lord face to face. So here in the closing words of Deuteronomy, we are reminded that there is no one like Moses, and no one since Moses has arisen who knows the Lord so intimately and his ways so, so closely, through whom God does such powerful signs and wonders as Moses performed in Egypt and at the sea and at the mountain and in the wilderness. And yet we are reminded also that Moses does not do these things on his own. It is not Moses' own genius or power or, or, or giftedness in, in, in anything, but it is the Lord who knows Moses intimately, with whom Moses is intimately acquainted, who is at work through him. God, Moses does the work of the Lord, because he knows the will of the Lord, because the Lord has revealed it to Moses, and Moses has received it in faith and in love. What makes Moses so special? It is this intimate partnership and relationship and ongoing conversation with the Lord that Moses is doing the works that the Heavenly Father has given him to do. So we will not see one like Moses until we come to Jesus, the one who has come from the Father, the one who knows and loves the Father, the one who does the works of the Father 
the works that the Father has given him to do, the one who is the Word of God, taking flesh and active in the world. So one last time, as we leave Deuteronomy, we see that in the vacuum created by the death of Moses at the end of Torah, we find the promise of Jesus. Jesus knows the Lord face to face. Jesus and the Father are one. So we've come to the end of the book of Deuteronomy. I would be curious to hear how these readings over this really extended period of time, more than 80 uh, of these readings uh, that we've done and reflected on together. I would be curious to hear how these readings have strengthened your faith, uh, strengthened and deepened your love for God, or inspired you to live in God's love by loving your neighbor, or what kind of insights you might have had that uh, might have changed the way you see both Scripture, your relationship with God and the world. I would love to hear what you discovered or learned about yourself and about God all along the way. So please send me an email or a text or even just give me a call and we can talk a little bit about our journey, our long, slow journey through the book of Deuteronomy. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Blessed are you, Lord, the God of Israel. You've come to your people and set them free. You have raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of your servant David. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Through your holy prophets, you promised of old to save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us, to show mercy to our forebears and to remember your holy covenant. This was the oath you swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship you without fear, holy and righteous before you all the days of our life. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. And you, child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare the way, to give God's people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us, to shine on those who dwell in darkness in the shadow of death, to guide our feet into the way of peace. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Mighty God of mercy, we thank you for the resurrection dawn, bringing the glory of our risen Lord who makes every day new. Especially we thank you for the sustaining goodness of your creation, for springtime warmth and growth, and for the joy uh, and renewal that uh, we see breaking out all around us. For the new creation in Christ and all gifts of healing and forgiveness, for the communion of faith in your church, and for the gift of relationships with others. For who else? For what else are we thankful today? Merciful God of might, renew this weary world, heal the hurts of all of your children, and bring about your peace for all in Christ Jesus, the living Lord. Especially we pray for the Church of Jesus Christ in every land, for the people, the leaders, the ministers of St. Paul's Lutheran Church, for those who govern the nations of the world, especially our president, uh, our Congress, our senators, those uh, who serve as judges and justices, those who have been called uh, to the ministry of governing and leading us uh, in our public life. For people in countries ravaged by strife or warfare, we think particularly of the people of the Ukraine, but we also remember and pray for 
all refugees, those who have lost homes, those who are mourning, those who have been injured and wounded, those who are caring for them, those who live lives in fear, and those who come to rescue and to help. For all who are working to bring about peace and international harmony, that you would prosper their work and bring peace to this world. For all who strive to save this earth from carelessness and destruction. For who else? For what else do we pray today? Almighty and everlasting God, you have brought us in safety to this new day. Preserve us with your mighty power that we may not fall into sin or be overcome in adversity. In all we do, direct us to the fulfilling of your purpose through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil, for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, bless you now and forever. Amen. Go forth into the world to serve God with gladness. Be of good courage. Hold fast to that which is good. Render to no one evil for evil, strengthen the faint-hearted, support the weak, help the afflicted, honor all people, love and serve God, rejoicing in the power of the Holy Spirit. Thanks be to God.